You are listening to the Yummy Mummy Podcast, episode number 172. Welcome to the Yummy Mummy Podcast, where you will learn brand new and shockingly different tools to lose weight for the last time. And now, here's your host, certified life and weight loss coach, Laura Conley. Hey, Yummy Mummies, what's going on? Okay, we have a really juicy podcast for you today. Oh my God, I have so much to say about this podcast. I'm like bursting at the seams. I'm so excited to bring this to you because I think it's such an important topic. Before we dive in, let's do a little client comment. So this is kind of like a client story. I just asked my client, Laura, her name is, if I could share this because I think this is relevant to this podcast. We're going to talk about being a good mom on this podcast. And so Yesterday, during our coaching call, my client, Laura, started celebrating that her daughter, when they were driving, said, Mom, you're you're kind of, you're different. Like, you're just, you're nicer. You're more fun. Like, I guess Laura had gotten the kids Valentine's Day treats, and she never does this. And Laura was like, is it just because I got you Valentine's Day treats? And her daughter was like, no. You're just so much more fun to be around and you're way more talkative, mom. And Laura was like getting reflective and thinking like, huh, I wonder what's going on. Of course, she knows what's going on. And she's like, she asked her daughter, she's like, well, how long do you think this has been going on? And her daughter's like, I think like a couple months. And Laura's like, you think since the start of the Yummy Mummy? And her daughter's like, oh yeah, that's definitely it. And Laura was reflecting even more and she's like, I thought the talkative thing was kind of funny, but I thought about it and I'm like, you know what? I am more talkative. This is her speaking. You know what? I am more talkative because I'm not in my head all the time. I'm just like present with my kids. And I'm like, this is what a good mom is. If we had to define it, being present with your kids, sometimes, not even all the time, just sometimes that equals a good mom. And I think that's what we want so much out of life is just to like be connected, to be bonded, to be present with our kiddos. And so often our weight, the physical, the mental, the emotional weight of the freaking dieting cycles of the yo-yo gets in the way of our life's purpose, of the point of being alive. And I just love how Laura's daughter at freaking age 12, oh, it like was making me cry. It could make me cry now. Like notice this in her mom and what a shift it is for her mom and their relationship. I mean, this is what it is about Y'all, this is it. Yes, we get to lose weight, but more so we get to like be with our kids and our people and our families. And that is the point of life. Like if you look at the studies of people on their deathbed or people that know they're going to die, that's what they say. Wish I would have hung out with my people more. I wish I would have been more present. I wish I wasn't worried about the small things. So let's get this out of the way so that we can really like go out with a bang. So get on the wait list. If you're not already, go to lauraconley.com, click work with me and get on the wait list for the April cohort. We are going to lose weight for the last time, just in time for summer, but like also just in time for the rest of your life. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So this is kind of like a conversation that we're going to have together. Me and you, me and you, babe. What is a good mom? Do you know what a good mom is? <laughs> Do you know what society determines as a good mom? Do you know your definition? Do you know why or why are we even talking about this on a weight loss podcast? Okay, so let's talk about that first. Like, why am I even bringing this up? I think that I'm bringing this up because if we have this impossible standard that we're holding ourselves to and we can't meet it day after day after day, then 
some of us are driven to use food to soothe, to use food to make ourselves feel better, to numb the guilt, fill in the blank, right? Or let's say we yell at our kids because we're frustrated. Yeah, we've got really full plates and they're not freaking listening again. Meanwhile, we're late for the appointment. So we yell at our kids and then cue the guilt. And then you notice that you're hanging out in the pantry more than usual, right? So if we have the standard that we're holding ourselves to of what a good mom is, and for most of us, again, it's an impossible standard. We're going to talk about like what it actually means in a minute. But if we continue to hold ourselves to this standard, most of us, a lot of us are going to continue to eat for emotional reasons. So this is a part of us together getting to the root cause of why we eat. And I think this is a huge reason. We are all playing a game we didn't agree to. It's so effed up. So think about that for yourself. Like what is society? What is our culture? What do your subcultures tell you? a good mom is. So I pulled a lot of the yummy mummies. I pulled a lot of my groups of friends. I actually am reading this book called On Our Best Behavior. And Elise Lonan, I think that's how you say her last name. She talks about being a good mom in her book. So let's kick off with that. She says in her book, nobody can quantify what a good mother even looks like these days. Most of us just swim in the shame of certainty that we wouldn't qualify. Oh, It's so good. It's so nebulous too, right? I had a client today who was like, what even is enough? I don't even know what bar I'm reaching for. And guess what? The bar is in another freaking galaxy. It's so high. There's no end. Even if you make the perfect Valentine's and you celebrate Fat Tuesday with your kids and you crush it at work and you get the promotion to the (laughs) C-suite, the list is still there and it's still growing. It's never enough. So I want to suggest that we actually opt out of this game of good mom, of enoughness. Like what if we just play a whole new game of like loving mom? of imperfect mom, of mom that wants to pass down a good legacy of showing her kids that she's actually not perfect so that they don't grow up trying to be perfect themselves. (laughs) Right? Okay. What else does Elise say in this book? She goes on to say, pick your path. If you're a mother who doesn't work outside the home, you're wasting your potential. If you're a mother who does work outside the home, you're damaging your children. On top of this, the constant drumbeat of our lives is that in at least one of these spheres, you're not doing enough. She says, I believe that this drumbeat, the persistent cattle prod that has women in this terrible double bind is a patriarchal reverberation that's quite brilliant. And she goes on to talk about how a lot of our society, and not just men, our society, our culture is benefiting from us never stopping, from us going, 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 for us holding ourselves to the standard of perfection that, again, is totally totally impossible. One or two more things I want to share from Elise, and then we're going to keep talking. She says, and she's talking about primatologist Sarah Blaffer Hardy. I think we were just talking about this on a yummy mummy call. And Elise says her view now widely accepted is that we were never supposed to do this work alone, meaning motherhood, meaning raising all these babies sequestered in a nuclear family structure where the well-being of everyone, including the children, rests solely on the parents and often primarily on the mom. 
We are natural cooperative breeders. Just as we collected, grew, hunted, and processed food together as nomadic tribes, we tended children as a group. But that's not what we've been taught. So do you guys see? I mean, yeah, you do see. You know it. You're living it, right? This is such a juxtaposition. It's like we can't win. She also goes on to say, if I don't do enough, I won't be enough, right? So it's not even just the motherhood thing. It's all the other roles outside of it. And then lastly, she says, I don't, this just resonated with me. I don't think I've watched more than 20 minutes of a movie with my full attention in a decade. Oh my God, that hit me like a ton of bricks. I just watched my kids and my husband lay there and watch all the Harry Potters, all the freaking Disney movies, and just having the time of their lives. And I'm just over there doing, 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 doing so that I can feel like I can hit my head on the pillow at night feeling like it's enough. But again, there is no such thing as enough. And that is why choosing to opt out of the good enough mom, the good mom, the enough game once and for all. I'm just not doing that game anymore. I'm just a mom. I just am. There's no word enough. There's no word good anymore. Okay, just kidding. Last thing I want to say. So Elise in the book, she's talking about this woman, Carissa, that she went to go see in Utah. And Carissa explains, your service is to be just as you are fully seen and held by yourself. Like, what if that was true? What if that was the goal to just be, to be seen, to be ourselves? It almost seems harder, right? Because we're not taught that. What we're taught is to do, 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 go, 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 and then that will equal enough. That will equal success. That will equal value. That will equal worthiness. But again, it's a rat race. You know what I wonder? And this is not to hate on men. I freaking love men. I freaking love my son. I freaking love my husband. But like, do you think men are worried about this? Do you think men are going around (laughs) eating their faces off, like inhaling a carton of ice cream? Because they didn't measure up today because they're worried they're a bad dad. <laughs> no, no. It's, I wonder, I'm going to ask my husband, I wonder if it's even crossed his mind. Has it even crossed his mind? Like, am I a good father? Am I a good parent? I think he just knows it. I think he just lives it. I think he just is it. He's not trying to earn. He's not trying to prove. So I try to like borrow his thoughts, like the thoughts that are in his brain. I'm like, what is he thinking? Hmm. (laughs) Like, can I think what he's thinking? Can I adopt that? Because he's just so much more chill and so much more relaxed because he's not having to earn his worth. And I even, I, I don't identify as somebody who's like not worthy right? I have plenty of other things that I'm struggling with, right? But I feel like on most days, I feel pretty worthy. I feel pretty valuable. I don't, when I think about it, I don't think it's up for debate. I I do believe that my worth is inherent, but then I notice that I'm hustling, that I'm going, 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 doing, 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 when I need to just sit down and read an effing book, right? Like a novel, not a nonfiction book that has to be productive, So again, this ties back to what if we just are enough, then we won't have to fill our cups up with things that don't actually fill our cup up like food and ice cream and alcohol, whatever the thing is, we won't have to use external substances to numb feelings of not enough or the guilt or the shame or whatever. 
You know what I also wanted to share with you guys? You guys know I'm obsessed with the Barbie monologue. So like I sent a couple of my group texts this question, like you guys, what do you think society thinks a good mom is? And like three people wrote back and they're like, it's the Barbie monologue. And so the excerpt from the Barbie monologue is you're supposed to love being a mother, but don't talk about your kids all the damn time. You have to be a career woman, but also always be looking out for other people. Ooh, it's so tough, right? It's like you can't win. Okay, so let's hear from some of my friends, some of my clients. Okay, one of my friends says, society right now says, if you're, oh, I thought this was so insightful. If you're not a gentle parent, you're a terrible mom. I think that's so true. One of my clients said, I feel like society thinks I'm a good mom when I don't yell at my kids, when I work hard to earn money, and do all of the primary caregiving, laundry, dishes, cooking, when I put my kids' needs before my own, especially when they were infants and toddlers, when I go above and beyond with a birthday party or a holiday celebration, and when I cook a homemade meal. Mm -hmm. She says, do I do all these things? No. Do I still think I'm a good mom? Yes. Yes. I love that. And then she says, but it's taken a lot of years to believe that. Yeah. It's so, so true. Okay. What else? Oh, Rose wrote in. Rose, you guys know Rose, my assistant coach. Actually, I'm going to have her on the podcast soon. She says, a good mom sacrifices her career to stay home, take care of the kids and the household, maybe even homeschool. A good mom also contributes to the home financially and shows up to the work well, all in. If she has a career while also holding down her home, she doesn't call in when her kids are sick or need time off when school decides to close for a teacher development day. She's all in all the time on everything. A good mom is also always patient, always. Good moms put their kids first with their time, attention, and money. Oh my God, Mike freaking drop. (sighs) My other client says, yes, I agree with Rose. Here are some of the pressures I feel from society. A good mom always wants to be with her kids and enjoys being around them all the time. She plays with them, does homework with them, but is also fun and carefree and takes them to do all the fun shit. She also takes them to all their appointments and sporting events and signs up for snacks and parties and all the volunteer things while holding down even a part-time job. Another client says, culture tells us that being a good mom is being a Pinterest mom. Living that Insta reel is the only way to go. Another one of my clients says, I believe culture tells moms we should love to sit and play make-believe. Sorry, playing Barbie is not my jam. (laughs) Me Ew, oh my God. I hate pretend. <laughs> Another client says that we should work like we don't have kids and simultaneously parent like we don't have a job. Yes, exactly like Rose was saying. Oh, she says a good mom is endlessly patient and selfless and never wants or needs to spend time away from her kids. Oof. A good mom feels love and like for her children all the time. A good mom does not feel constant guilt about everything. A good mom loves being a mom and never has feelings of jealousy of her friends with no kids. Ooh, so right on. Aren't these juicy? Ooh, it's so, so good. I'm like a good mom makes those really cute, crafty Valentines. I had so much guilt, you guys, for my really crappy Valentines that my kids came in with. It's the worst. Okay. What else? Ooh, I liked this one too. A good mom keeps her car and her house clean. (laughs) And then my friend like came to the realization. She's like, that actually has no correlation. I really would love to hear from you guys as to 
what do you think society sets the standard as? I think my clients and my friends did a really good job. I didn't say all of them out loud, but I said a lot of them. And so let's talk about like what actually a good mom is. I just, again, I want to throw out that label completely. I don't even want to play the game. Like who is the mom that I want to be? How about that? Like, that's a question you could ask yourself. Like, who is the mom that I want to be? Like, what if we just take the good out of it? But I did ask the question, like, what do you think a good mom is? And so people said, oh, this was a good one. This came up at my um, book club the other night. One of my friends was like, a good mom is somebody who takes care of their own shit, who like heals the generational trauma, who like goes to therapy or the yummy mommy experience really, right? (laughs) I think that's so right on. Good mom is somebody that takes responsibility for their upbringing and for any of their flaws, knowing that they are going to be flawed forever. Okay. What else? An actual good mom is regulated, right? So like we were just talking about, takes care of herself so she can take care of others. Is present, is in the moment with her family, not thinking about work or tasks, just there fully. Ooh, I struggle with that. I'm working on that right now. Another one of my friends says, A good mom is a mom that goes with her gut, like an actual good mom. I love that because I think there's so many external voices and, oh man, I know this to be true from when I was in the hospital with Luna for a month when she was a little tiny baby. I really learned early on, obviously, that like that mama bear instinct is right and correct. And to be able to follow that, that is an example of a really good mom, (laughs) or true mom, or the mom that I want to be at least, right? Because in order to go with your gut, oftentimes you're going to have to say no to other people. Oftentimes you're not going to be able to people please. Oftentimes you're going to have to disappoint other people or maybe make other people kind of mad. I know I made people mad in that hospital when I was demanding, to say it lightly, (laughs) the care that I thought my daughter should get. And I actually, I was right. I feel really convicted and how I showed up for her, even though I was a little like what some people might call aggressive and that's okay. That's what she needed in that moment. That's why I'm her mom. Other people are saying, you know, your kid better than anybody. Ooh, that's so good. And on top of that, like parenting the kid that you have and not the kid that you want to have. I know I work on this a lot too. Like (laughs) I would love to dress my daughter every single day, but like her creativity and her sense of expression comes out in the way that she wants to dress. And I really have to shut my mouth. (laughs) I think that's a part of being a good mom is like knowing she's perfect the way that she is and like the way that she looks in the world and behaves in the world is actually not a reflection of me. So crazy, right? Okay. Let's see what else. Another one of my friends says, I think in reality, the most important things are to keep your kids safe, adapt to their individuality, like we were just talking about, and to model the skills to lead successful and fulfilling lives. Yeah, it's so good. And like, can we remain a little unattached? Like, can we show up and love them from a place of, yes, commitment to loving them, but also unattached to the outcome? I think that's like the work of a lifetime because- so many of us do conflate their behavior with our goodness, right? With our value. Like if they go out and get a good job or they perform on the sports team or they wear cute clothes, then that means we're a good mom or if they are really kind. My child, like he's gotten over this, but he was very physical (laughs) when he was really little, like two and three. And 
it really took a lot of work for me to not take that on, for me to not make that anything, for me to not make that mean anything about me. Okay, so what do you want to define as a good mom? Or who do you want to be as a mom? Maybe that's just like, who do you want to be as a mom? And I really want to encourage you to put making mistakes in that definition. I think it's so important that our kids see us make mistakes. And I think it's so important that they see us talking ourselves through the mistakes. Can you love yourself in your mistakes and let your kids see that? What did I do? I just messed up. Oh, the other day, my little kiddo, Phoenix, and I were running errands and I forgot the library books. And my knee jerk was to like beat myself up and be like, oh my God, Laura, you're such an idiot, which would have kind of been fine, honestly, because I was just teasing myself. But what I said out loud was like, oh my God, mommy is so silly. I can't believe I forgot the library books. It's totally fine. We all make mistakes. Let's go back and get the library books and have fun with it and put on a fun song or whatever. And so can we let our kids see that we make mistakes and don't beat the crap out of ourselves? The other thing I think is like, yeah, not being a perfect mom. Like I'm working on yelling at my kids. Primarily Luna, I really don't yell at Phoenix that much, but sometimes I do. Anyways, I'm really working on it. It's gotten down to like once every month, the once every two months that I will yell. And it's a little bit more with Luna. And what I've realized, and Dr. Becky Kennedy talks about this all the time, is like what an opportunity, again, to show her that I'm working on this, that I'm actually getting coached on this. And so what Dr. Becky Kennedy says is, and I would say this is a part of my definition, a part of who I want to be, which is the repair. She says the repair is even more important than not making mistakes. And it's impossible to not make mistakes when it comes to food, yelling at our kids, any habit that we want to create. We're not going to be perfect. And so the repair So I go back to Luna after I yelled at her and I say, look, I was really frustrated. I'm really sorry. Just because I was frustrated does not mean that I should be yelling at you. You did not deserve that. I'm really working on this. I'm going to take a really deep breath and, and I'm going to, I'm going to shift it next time. And she's like usually very forgiving and like we're on to the next thing. And I also think that that kind of makes the shame or any of the guilt go poof. Like, yeah, the shame and the guilt does wash over me after I yell at my kid, but can I repair? And I think that the repairs that are the most meaningful and the most authentic are the ones that I approach after I've loved myself, after I've told myself, it's okay, Laura, you're learning. This is hard. We're getting better. Good job. And so if I can repair with myself before I can repair with her, it lands even more. And it's more truthful then too. So I really want to encourage you to like stop even trying to be a good mom in terms of society standards. What if you just decide what kind of mom you want to be and then go live that out to, I don't know, be minus work. <laughs> I Seriously, I'm serious about that. Create your definition And then don't you dare hold yourself to that standard either. Can you be B minus at what your definition is? And then learn along the way, talk about it with your kids. 
I really think this is our work. I think that's why there's so much martyrdom happening is because we're trying to be perfect. We're trying to over people, please. We're trying to get the checks and all the boxes, but the boxes never end. And so we're killing ourselves. We're burning ourselves the F out. We're so exhausted. So I think if you do want to do this work of having your own back and deciding what your definition is and then living by that, there is going to be some discomfort. You are going to have to say no to a lot of things that your brain doesn't want to say no to. You're going to have to sit with that discomfort and that's okay. Because on the other side is your freedom, is the example that you want to be to your kids. Do you want your kids to be burnout and exhausted and martyrs? No. Do you want your kids trying to like live up to the standard of perfection? No. Do you want your kids to not even have time for freaking walk outside or a massage on the weekend or at least weekly dates with the husband and the friends and the girls nights? No. You want your kids to have full, well-rounded, fun lives when they're adults. So you have to be the model. And in order to do that, you have to feel uncomfortable feelings of guilt. But remember, it's not your guilt. It's our culture's guilt. So you just get to hand that back to our culture, right? Our culture is going to make you feel guilty when it doesn't get what it wants. It wants you to spin out on that hamster wheel because it benefits when you are doing all the things. It doesn't benefit when you're reading a book, but you do. And the other part of our society does. And our kids immensely, immensely, right? You can't pour from an empty cup. We know this. (laughs) You will have to be willing to feel uncomfortable. And it's like, if your future self includes you feeling like a good mom, if it includes you being relaxed and well-rested and well-fed, but not overfed, you're going to have to start saying no in order to say yes to you. You're going to have to disappoint other people in order to appoint your future self. So practice. Like how many no's can you collect this week? People ask you, oh, can you volunteer at the PTO? No. Oh, can you make this for Valentine's? No, 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 no. And then the guilt washes over. It's kind of like what happened with (laughs) Valentine's Day. I didn't want to spend an entire weekend on Valentine's Day cards. So we got cards from like Amazon and you know what? We glued the wrong, we, we used the wrong glue to glue the gems and then my kids' gems were falling off. And yeah, I felt a little guilty. I felt a little bit bad. And you know what? That's okay because the cost of doing it the other way would have not been good. So yeah, we, we used the wrong glue. Okay. Big deal. It wasn't perfect. It's all right. B minus work, right? So here are a couple takeaways. Well, I kind of just gave you a takeaway. How many times can you say no? Now, if you feel like saying no is going to be really hard, I want you to say, let me check my calendar. You can pretend you have a hard copy calendar at home, right? You can say, I need to check with my partner. So give yourself a buffer. So you don't have to say yes or no right away. If somebody's asking you face to face, now you can just say no. You don't even have to explain yourself. (laughs) You can though, right? Nope. My plate's full. Thank you so much for asking. I appreciate you thinking of me, but it's a no for now. Or it's a no. I wouldn't even say for now. (laughs) How many times can you say no? And you're going to know in your body when you're meant to say no and when you're meant to say yes. Like your body is probably already whispering at you. No, please, please, please do not commit to another thing. Please say no. Please say no. Then I want you to also encourage other women and other moms. Like 
we're part of the problem, you guys, and we have to clean it up. So when other moms say no, or other women say no, or they don't people please you, I want you to go out of your way, even if it's uncomfortable, to encourage them, to cheer them on, to be like a way to take care of yourself, to be like, you are like, what an example you are. I want you to like seriously overdo it. So those are your challenges. Can you say no? And can you encourage other moms when they say no? And really, this is a cheesy takeaway, but can you love yourself unconditionally? Like, has anyone ever asked you that question? Like, what if you didn't have to earn or prove your worth as a mom or a human in the world? How can you unconditionally love yourself? You guys remember that our thoughts create our feelings. Have you ever felt the feeling of self-love? What would that feel like in your body? What could you think in order to feel that feeling in your body? And if that feels like too much of a stretch, what could you think in order to feel self-acceptance? If that feels like too much of a stretch, what would you say to your best friend who is struggling with feeling self-love or self-acceptance? And then how can you say that to yourself? And then it's a practice of saying it every single day. I don't want you proving to yourself by being like, oh, I did all this. And you can do all that. Like you for sure can remind yourself of all the amazing things that you do. But remember, you are amazing because you are. Oh, one last thing I wanted to share. Oh my God. I asked my kids what makes a good mom and they said snuggling and loving me. And I think that wraps it up in a nutshell. All we have to do is snuggle our kids and love them and love is unique and it's not perfect and it's not supposed to be. So go out there and just be you as a mom, fall in your face, get back up, love yourself along the way. That's the best thing. That's the best gift we can give our kids to make mistakes and to love ourselves in the mistakes and pass that on. So get to work, babes. No, I'm just kidding. Get to work and see if you can just love yourself unconditionally without condition, without the gold stars, right? Because that's what we want to do. We want to collect all these gold stars. And that's like my client today. She's like, what is enough? Can we come up? Can we come up? And this is what I was like, yeah, let's do it. And then I was like, Laura, no, (laughs) I'm kidding. But like, can we come up with like an enough scale for parenting? And it's like, sure. But then we're playing that game again. And I'm like, let's not play the game. Let's opt out and play a different game. The game where we already are. We're perfectly and perfect just as. And how much more fun is that? Oh, it just takes all the pressure off. Go out there. Let me know what you think. I love you. Say no when your body wants to say no. Notice that you don't die when you say no and that you feel so much better later. Encourage other moms when they do say no, even if you're disappointed. (laughs) Like maybe you're the PTO chair and they're saying no. I want you to encourage them and then love yourself unconditionally. (laughs) It's kind of a big ask, but just think of one thought that you could think to yourself that makes you feel love and acceptance towards yourself. And again, if you can't get there, what would you tell somebody else that was struggling? What would you say to your friend that you do love unconditionally? Can you say that to yourself? Does it feel icky? Do you feel like you don't deserve it? Mm, Interesting. You do deserve it. Okay. Babes, if you want to lose weight for the last time from a place of love, because you guys, what's the upside of not loving ourselves unconditionally? Hello, what is the upside? It's like we are with ourselves every single day, day in, day out. So yeah, let's lose the weight, but like even better, let's love ourselves. Let's enjoy being in our bodies. Let's enjoy being ourselves. 
let's love our lives. So if that's what you want, come and freaking get it. We start in April. Get on the wait list, you guys. There's a little bonus for those of you that'll be on the wait list. So I love you. I will see you there. I hope you guys have the best week ever. I'm thinking about we should add this at the end of the podcast, don't you? So like have the best week ever, but then also like I think there's some podcasts that do this and I'm like, ooh, what if we all did a big yummy mommy lion's breath together at the end? Do you guys like that or is it super cheesy? Okay, let's just try doing one. Okay, ready? Take a big inhale and then stick your tongue way the F out and be audible with your exhale like this. <laughs> okay, bye. Ciao, ciao. See you next week. Love you. Hey, if you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, I would love it. Love it. If you leave a rate, review, and a subscribe on whatever you're listening to this podcast in. Pretty, pretty pleased with a cherry on top. It would help me so much and it would help all the other mamas out there hear this message. Thank you in advance. I really appreciate it. And you have to come check out the Yummy Mummy Experience. It's my proven lose weight for the last time group coaching and course. Head to laraconley.com and just click work with me. Other than that, you guys, I would love to give you a free gift. If you want your free listener only gift, go to laraconley.com forward slash gift. And from there, you will get your free best ever weight loss hack. So cool. The last thing I want to tell you, you guys, is I do have a free Facebook group. It's called, you guessed it, the yummy mummy. Lose weight for the last time end body drama, and get food freedom. You can just search that on Facebook or again, you can head to the show notes and you'll find the link there. All right, you guys have the best day ever.